0: My American French, what's this? <laughs> That's a dime. How far does it go? <laughs> you know? Okay. When I first discovered this, I didn't believe it. I said to one of the world's greatest astronomers, No, I don't believe that. That's why he said to me, Well, every educated person does. <laughs> See this dime? Hmm? Very small, isn't it? Yeah. You know how big this world is, don't you? It's got a lot of mass, hasn't it? Uh, Our Milky Way system, made up of 200 billion stars, got a lot of mass, hasn't it? Then there's another 200 billion stars, uh, galaxies. Okay. If the universe were increased or decreased by the mass of a dime, there'd be no life on the planet. If the universe, were the total mass of the universe were increased or decreased by the mass of a dime, there would be no life on the planet. There would be no planet. Hmm. Hmm.
1: So I say
0: to my atheistic friends, would you please consider the evidence? It's called by scholars, the anthropic principle. It means that everything in the universe was designed for human life which makes you think, which makes you think. Now, this is an illustration I've used over and over again. Some scientists, atheists dismiss it, but they have no reason to dismiss it. I want you to think of the greatest airplane in my humble opinion that has ever been made. And that is a 747. (laughs) Now they say we're advancing because we've got these new planes, which are smaller (laughs) and slower. (laughs) and less comfortable, but make more money for the airlines, you see. But I want you to think of this, this great plane, 747-400, made up of, of millions of parts. I want you to think that this great 747, no, not this great 747, but all the parts for the 747, the millions of different parts. They're being stored in a shed, all of these parts. And all of a sudden, there comes a tremendous tornado, and it picks up all of those millions of parts. And uh, when the parts come down, it's a a 747 functioning. Mm-hmm. You see? Now, just think about this: if it walks like a duck, uh-huh; if it quacks like a duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I am forced by the evidence to believe in a God who made us. I want you to come in the Bible uh, come in the Bible to Psalm 33 verse 6 and onwards please. Psalm 33 and verse 6 and onwards. Psalm 33 verse 6 and verse 9. The Bible says, by the word of the Lord the heavens were made and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Verse 9 says, For he spoke, and it was done, and he commanded, and it stood fast. We now know, we now know that matter can be converted into energy. And it is a scientific fact that energy can be converted uh, into matter. And so, this almighty God, he spoke, and uh, the universe appeared. What sort of God is this? How big is this God? Now, what is this God like? The Bible tells me he's a God of love, of awesome power, of mercy. He's our sustainer. He looks after us. He takes care of us. And he is our provider. I want you now to share with me some amazing insights into what this God is like. Would you come over here to Isaiah chapter 40, the book of Isaiah chapter 40, and we're going to come to verse 25, 26, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 25 and 26. To whom then will you liken me, or to whom shall I be equal, says the Lord, the Holy One. Lift your, up your eyes on high, and see who created these things, who brings out their host by number, He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. And if you come now to verse 28 and onwards, it says, Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. What is this God like? You know, you say to me, I, it, it's over, my life is overwhelming. I have so many problems. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. I, I don't know how I'm going to pay for these television cameras here today. I want to tell you the almighty God who made the stars can do a few things that you and I can't understand. Amen. Mm-hmm. He is an awesome. Now, come over here. Hey, you folks, what's happening to you? You're coming alive. Come over here. Come over. This is really good. Come over here to the book of Job. Job chapter, uh, chapter 26. Some say this is the oldest book that was written in the Bible. Job 26 and verse 7 says, He stretches out the north over empty space. He hangs the earth on nothing. Look at this picture. Thousands of years ago, the Bible spoke about an almighty God who flung the stars in space and hung the earth upon nothing. Come to Job 38 verses 4 to 7. Job 38 verses 4 to 7. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Who laid its cornerstone? Now this is the verse. When the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Listen to this. Before creation, there was no time. The Bible actually says, before time began. Did you know that? There was no space and there was no matter, but there was God. And the sons of God, beings from beyond time and space. And when the universe was made, They were there and rejoiced at the power of the Almighty God. Would you come over here to the book of Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Nehemiah chapter 9 and uh, verse 6. It says, You alone are the Lord. You have made heavens, the heaven of heavens, with all their host. Notice the heaven of heavens. Beyond our heavens the earth and all things on it, the seas and all that is in them, and you preserve them all, the host of heaven worships you. There are many things I don't understand. But beyond time and space, the Bible spoke about the Father's house. The Father's house is not on Mars or Venus or Andromeda, it existed before the universe came into being. And when the universe came into being, these beings, beings that we do not comprehend, a bit like dark matter, mm -hmm, they sang and rejoiced. So the Bible teaches that we humans on this planet Are not alone. You hear this? We are not alone. In fact, the Bible teaches that some of them have come down to this planet. Would you come over here to Matthew chapter 28, verses 3 to 5? Matthew 28 and verses 3 to 5 in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 28, verses 3 to 5. His countenance was like lightning. And his clothes as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel, the Greek word means the messenger. The messenger. The messenger answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He has been raised from the dead. Now I want to say something to the skeptics. I meet them all the time. I could never believe in Christ being raised from the dead. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? If you can't believe in that, then believe in this, the dime. Believe in the great forces of dark matter. Believe it. Believe in the four great forces that came into being, electromagnetism, gravity, the strong nuclear, the weak nucleic. Believe that. Because we know it is true. And don't tell me that the God who made the stars can't do it. You see? Don't tell me that, please. Now come over here to Matthew chapter 25 and verse 31. Now what we're dealing with today, what we're doing today, we're giving you some hard, solid evidence why people can believe in God. Matthew 25:31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. the Bible teaches us that this is a remarkable concept, but it should not be so remarkable for people who believe in space and who have seen the glory out there this inconceivable universe. I hope you got that that when you look at through the Hubble telescope when you see what they can show us today, these two hundred billion galaxies plus 10 times more smaller galaxies Mm -hmm. just remember this we are seeing less than half of one percent because the rest you can't see and so just just get it into your mind it's not because it's not there and because the telescope is not working no It's because it's composed of material that nobody at present understands. It has a force. It can be measured. It's driving the expansion of the universe. We have never lived in a time when there's been so much evidence to believe in God. Never been such a time. So the Bible says, the man who made it all came to this earth. He was put to death he came back to life again and it says he is going to come and he's going to come back with beings from outer space they will be visitors as we call them from other worlds would you come to Matthew come to John please Matthew Mark Luke John this is a superlative text John chapter 14 verses one down to three dear hearts and gentle people John chapter 14, verses one down to three. John chapter 14, verses one down to three. You got it? hmm Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You should not worry when you know that the almighty God who made the universe is our friend. Right. When I was a poor boy going through Avondale College, I came to my last year, and I'd been there for six years. I was as poor as a church mouse, and a church mouse is poor. (laughs) I had one shirt left. Beverly will tell you this. I couldn't take my coat off. You know why? I only had one coat. Couldn't take my coat off. No, no, I had a shirt, but I had no sleeves. Sleeves had fallen out. Uh, No, I'm okay now. You don't have to feel sorry. for It's a long time ago. Uh, I was so skinny. We had a club at Evandale College. We called it the Bones Club because you could count all of our bones. I was poor. Did we have toothpaste? No, we couldn't. We didn't have soap, except if our girlfriends would give us a little bit of soap, something like that which they would on occasions, so we'd be more bearable. But listen, <laughs> let me tell you, I had no idea how I was going to pay all my fees. Accountants generally have no grace and no mercy. God bless all the accountants. And we love the accountants. But, you know, that's not a profession that encourages grace or mercy. You know. <laughs> but I remember one night going out under the stars on the Avondale campus a black, black night, and looking up at the stars. No street lights. Sky as black as ink. And all of the stars shining so brightly. It came into my mind like a revelation from beyond uh, the stars. Is there anything too hard for the God who made all of this? You say. Mm. So when you've got problems You know, we've been talking science. We've been giving you evidence. But now, let's have a therefore. If what I've told you today is true, all of these stars, the vast numbers, the galaxies, we haven't talked about the black holes. We know there are black holes. Inconceivable power. Just a week or so ago, astronomers saw the explosion of a tremendous star. They're seeing it as it happened so long ago. The brilliance of that exploding star was greater than the brilliance of the whole Milky Way system, with its 200 billion stars. What sort of God is this God? That's why C.S. Lewis, the great Oxford scholar said, your God is too small. is talking to Christians. Hmm? No faith, no trust, no belief, little thinking. When the God who made us is the God who became a man. The Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And it says he created all things. And it says he spoke. We read the the words. You spoke. You think, God was there. What what is he like? (laughs) What a person. He's a person. And he says, I'm going to have me a universe of billions of galaxies. And I'll have black holes. And then after a bit, I'm going to have a planet. And it's going to be, as the Bible says, the apple of my eye. It's going to be my chief treasure. So he said, I'm going to do all of these things and I'm going to have these four big forces working together. I'm going to have it so that if it were increased by the size of an American dime, it's going to work. I'm going to use all the forces, the billions of galaxies, so that people there can do this. You say, I don't believe it. It's true. I've mixed with some of the world's greatest scientists. It is true. It's true. So what is this God like? Well, the amazing thing about this God, he's going to come again. Let me read the text, John 14, to three. Now have a look at it, please. John 14, to three. Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And uh, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Listen. Christ, he's not just a smart guy. You should never patronize him. Unbelievers have a tendency to say, oh, we accept he was a great teacher. Now that's nonsense. Because he claimed to be God. He claimed to be God. He said, I am that I am. He said, I'm God. If he wasn't whom he said he was, then he was a fool and a liar and a cheat and a charlatan. So don't patronize him. Don't give me that stuff. He was what he was, or he was the greatest liar, fraud, and cheap. But he said, the one who made it all, who flung the stars in space, he said, I will come again. Mm -hmm. I'm going to come again. Now, okay, just hold with me now. Okay, we're just going to keep this picture up here. I want to talk about this. Last week in that series, we took you to Babylon. You know why I, I've got I've got st- strong confidence in what I'm telling you? Because I'm not an armchair theologian. I've been to those places. I've been to Babylon, of course I have heaps of times. Hmm? Been locked up by Saddam Hussein, put under house arrest by Saddam Hussein, taken through the streets of Baghdad at night, interrogated, uh-huh. They survived okay. They're all right. They lasted. (laughs) No, I've been there. I've seen it. I've been to Nebuchadnezzar's palace. I've been to the place where the great prophecy was given. Been to Babylon, been to Persia. Been all around Persia. Call it Iran. Old, ancient, remarkable civilization. Most of us know nothing about Iran. Great civilization been to Greece, been to all of those places, been to the islands, landed on Patmos with a helicopter, seen these things, been to Rome, all around Rome, been there, been through the Vatican, been into the room where they elect the popes, seen all of this, gone through the prophecies. And last week we talked about the coming of the stone that strikes the metal man. And that is a space age invasion led by the God who made the stars. So the God who made the stars and who made the planet has not forgotten us. He says, I will come again. You hear what I'm telling you? Mm-hmm. And uh, on that great metal man, we're not up in the head or the chest, not down on the belly, fortunately, but we're not even in the legs, but we're in the toes of time. Now, there was a young American soldier in the Second World War. He'd been brought up in some place where they taught him there was no God. And the next day he was going to go into battle. Let me remind you of something. As a minister, there are not too many dying atheists. There are not too many atheists who die atheists. Believe me. I haven't seen any. But they found this poem on his body the next day. Lord God, I've never spoken to you. But now I want to say, how do you do? You see, God, they told me you didn't exist, and like a fool, I believed all this. Last night from a shell hole, I saw your sky. I figured right then they told me a lie. Had I taken time to see the things you made, I'd have known they weren't calling a spade a spade. I wonder, God, if you'll take my hand. Somehow I feel that you'll understand. Funny I had to come to this hellish place before I had time to see your face. Well, I guess there isn't much more to say, but I'm sure glad, God, I met you today. I guess Zero Hour will soon be here. I'm not afraid since I know you're near. The signal. Well, God, I've i got to go. I like you lots. I want you to know. Look now, this will be a horrible fight. Who knows? I may come to your house tonight. Though I wasn't friendly to you before, I wonder, God, if you'd wait at your door. Look, I'm crying, me shedding tears. I wish I'd known you all these years. Well, I have to go now, God. Goodbye. Strange now. Since I met you, I'm not afraid to die. Neither will you be. When you get to know the God of the universe, the God who made the stars, you'll be afraid of nothing. And remember, this same great God who made this universe he said I will come again Mm. I've just come from Russia via Switzerland and I'm now in Kiev the capital of Ukraine this place has got huge memories for me because back in '95, we ran a campaign in this city and in spite of terrific opposition by the grace of God we baptized 3,530 precious souls in the Nipah River I'm back here today because I believe that we need to take care of the people we baptize I don't believe it's right to baptize people and then to walk away and to leave them literally in the cold. When I read my Bible, I find where the Apostle Paul went back time after time to visit the people that he had baptized. And so I'm back here today for the 43rd time in Russia and Ukraine together to visit the people. I'm back here to preach the gospel of Christ. I'm back here to explain the word of God and let these people know that they are not forgotten, and never will be forgotten. We believe that there is a tremendous opportunity for the preaching of the gospel of Christ in this part of the world. The soul hunger still exists, and the Qatari Report has got a goal to take the gospel of Christ to the people of Russia and the people of Ukraine. I just want to say to you, dear friend, my heart is overwhelmed with thankfulness for your magnificent support. Thank you, in Jesus' name. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California,